Kirby and Bobo are tight. Um, I don't know whether that has anything to do with it or not. I, I think. I you, think it absolutely you can, did. You think so? You think yeah, absolutely. Maybe if it was Mullen, uh, Kirby's. If it was Mullen, he would have run it, and then he would have gone for two. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to My Gotta Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, my co-host John Powell and I review Georgia's 45-17 win over Mike Bobo and the South Carolina Gamecocks. As always, remember you can follow us on social media at My Gotta Podcast. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, five stars obviously, and review the show. If you leave us a review, you just might hear it on an upcoming episode. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. All right. Well, uh, we won the Bobo. We won the Bobo. The, the first, the, the the first ever. <laughs> we'll see if there, if there will, if there will ever be another one. I, I personally don't like playing against Bobo just because I like him. So that I don't know. I wasn't. A, it wasn't a huge fan of that. Um, but uh, you know, we 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 handled them. We we did kind of to them i think what we were thinking we were going to do in mississippi state yeah i mean although mississippi state had has a much better defense i think you and i were messaging about that like yeah you, you definitely sure. told you could tell the difference and i think that you and i were talking about the fact that we were definitely expecting a little bit of anger coming out of the offensive line and you can definitely see that anger play out of yeah the field. yeah for sure and i guess it, that's i guess it's a good thing to point out, I guess, clarify, right? Because like, I guess like we did the South Carolina kind of what I ended up expecting to do to Mississippi state by kickoff. Not so much when we previewed Mississippi state. Cause like by the time kickoff rolled around, we found out about all the people that were out. Um, but yeah, for sure. And I mean, we did talk about how depleted South Carolina was. And I mean, it, it definitely, it definitely showed they were, they were overmatched. Um, but Let's 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 run through our let's speaking of uh, uh, previews. Let's let's run through our uh, our predictions. Yeah, let's do it. First one's kind of a funny one because we talked about over under Bobo pictures in a Georgia uniform, and I actually oh, did yeah. tell you that. <laughs> now I could have missed some, but I texted you every time it happened. Um, so <laughs> at one point, and I had to go back and listen to make sure I wrote this down right. Uh, at one point we were saying two and a half, but like you, you were so convinced it was going to be three exactly that you wanted to set the line at three and say that it was going to be a push. <laughs> That's what I'm uh, but I'm going to give it to you and say that it was two and a half and that, or that you, or maybe I shouldn't give it to you. It doesn't matter. It was, it was two. I said over, so I was off. I thought they were going to do it more. Uh, the two shots that they showed though were, were, were good ones. Um, this is, this is important stuff. That's very important. Uh, okay, next we had over under Georgia 149.9 rushing yards, and boy, did we hit the over. Um, I can't remember. You took did the, we say the over? Did I take the under? Or? You took the under because you said that uh, that you felt like Munkin had his new toy with Daniels and that we were going to air it out again. Um, let's see. We, we were both right on South Carolina starting quarterback of Doty. And then also we were correct on one and a half Georgia quarterbacks playing. We both took the under and we mm-hmm. were correct there. Uh, and then the score, you were closer than I was. Uh, so I had 31 to 14, you had 35 to 14, and it was 45 to 17. 
So yeah. Okay. I don't think that we predict. I don't think that we were. I don't think we were prepared for that score line. I was not prepared to hit the forties, and I mean, it was kind of a name your score game. I mean, we could have scored more. We we should have scored more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it took a knee at the one yard line to end the game, which is actually pretty awesome. Um, I you know I I saw some stuff on Twitter a bit, and like not directly in my timeline, but things like people saying, "Man, if you're still mad after that game." And these kinds of things, which my general response to that is always like, who are you following? Like, don't follow those people. I didn't, I only saw it from that lens. Um, but sir, I'll give you some uh, historical perspective that I, that Jeff Dantzler said on the Bulldog Brunch, uh, as I always like to talk about. That was the biggest, uh, largest margin of victory over South Carolina since 1960. Wow. Uh, so in 1960, we beat them 38 to six. But that game was in Athens. The last time we beat them by more points in Columbia, you want to take a guess when that was, John? Mm. When when was the when was the Athens game? You said it was uh, 60, 60? 1960. 1960. In sixty, we beat them thirty-eight to six at home. Do you have to go back to like the forties or something like that? Well, it was forty to nothing, so you got you, you, <laughs> you kind of hit that. Uh, even even further back, 189, 1894. <laughs> wow. So that was the last time we beat them by more points uh, this in Columbia. So this is a, a historical butt whooping is what it is. <laughs> Absolutely. It was. So, again, not, not too much to complain about, at least for me. Mm. Um, the only thing I would complain about is that I still can't get over the fact that we weren't playing Georgia Tech, but whatever. So again, the nugget there, uh, last time that we didn't play Georgia Tech in a season, 1924. And then also on the South Carolina side, the last time they had a season where they didn't play Clemson was 1908. So definitely was weird um, to not be playing Tech on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Um, But (laughs) the the funny thing is uh, it did allow Georgia Tech to win a home game on the Saturday after Thanksgiving, which they (laughs) have not done in quite some time. So. Good job, Tech. <laughs> uh, you hadn't played since what, like October or something, and people were like, you right, know, yeah, they had basically, basically forgot that they existed. Oh, I, I honestly I going, didn't. I didn't know that they hadn't played since I, I hadn't noticed. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think someone someone had said that. I think it was uh, I think it was the second string talking about that they hadn't played since like October or something. But um, yeah. but yeah, the. Uh, <clears throat> It's like it's like I was going back through my time hop, uh, you know, my memories or whatever from uh, a few years ago, and the meme, the memes from the tech game popped up because years past we 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 would be jibing with the the tech folks, and uh, yeah, one of the memes from uh, from Mad Men had popped up where uh, Don Don Draper was in the elevator, and the guy's like, "I feel bad for you, man," and Don Draper's like. I don't think about you at all. Right. <laughs> and that was the Georgia guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, George, yes. Georgia logo on Don Draper. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Like uh, Scott Duvall, like wrote a whole like article about, <laughs> about that meme when that surfaced that year, uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, mm. Okay. Well, to, back to South Carolina. Um, I was going to start kind of with the offense. Um, and just like mm. for me, the main thing to me, 
was like it the the offensive performance here felt better like it was more satisfying to me than against Mississippi State part of that's probably just due to the margin of victory it was a much more comfortable win um you one could argue that it's because I'm old and crotchety and like to run the ball um and we certainly did that as opposed to the air raid or air I guess not air raid but airing it out um but I want I want to say that it was just because like, against Mississippi State, um, like it was I mean the, you know the passing game was awesome, but it didn't leave leave a great feeling knowing that they shut down our running game. It was just the fact mm-hmm. that like they kind of dictated something to us, um, and there was nothing dictated to our offense in this game. I mean they could do whatever they wanted, and I loved it. Yeah, I think uh, was it Graham that was talking about it with us that um, you know he was. This is what this is what a balanced offense you know can can really bring to the table when you've got to consider the fact that you know JT Daniels can throw the throw the ball down the field to you know any number of weapons, uh, which one of which was you know Arian Smith in this game, which was phenomenal. He was. He was a guy that I was really excited to see because he's got that, you know, world-class sprinter speed that I don't know that we've had, you know, I mean, maybe we had it in Meikle obviously, but uh, I don't know that we've had that kind of world-class speed on the, on the roster in quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. That that was, that was awesome. Um, And I thought that uh, Stinchcomb's uh, description of saying that he was like, he was shot out of a cannon on that touchdown, (laughs) I think was pretty accurate. I mean, he was so open. Um, That was awesome. And, and also just like, you know, just having this sense of that, like the offensive line kind of got whipped the week before. Um, And we talked about, and you, like you said, like um, we're kind of hoping that there was maybe a challenge made to them and, and they definitely stepped up to it. I mean, they were just blowing South Carolina backwards. Yeah, I mean the, the the line on some of those some of those long runs, you know, the 10, 15, 20 plus yard runs. I mean, shoot, a couple were basically untouched into the end yeah. zone. Um, you know, welcome welcome to the running game, James Cook. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was going to bring that up that uh, you before the game you were talking we were talking about wide receiver weapons and you were like they just need to move James Cook to wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> Then he goes and blows it up. Uh, yes, yes. Proof that I do not know what I'm talking about. I'll say I think he could be good. He could be a good wide receiver. He'd be a good wide receiver. I agree. He would, and he is uh, similar in stature to Waddle. Uh, that's why I think that's why I keep going to that. Um, but man, you know, you find the way to get, and also so I think some of it's just like getting him the ball, and mm-hmm. they figured it out this week. Um, yeah, man, his his long touchdown run and and Zamir's both of them right at the gut and untouched i think both of them yeah um, i mean cook didn't even have to change directions at all like he just went straight up the middle yeah just like hey i'll, I'll take this i'll take this home um yeah the uh, the replay from what i saw when you as you look at some of the highlights you see the line you know they're basically five yards four or five yards downfield before they even get to the original line of scrimmage the running back so i mean we were basically getting at least three four yards on most of the running plays that I saw on like the game highlights, you know, I didn't go back and watch this game uh, full replay, but I did yeah. watch pretty intently during, during the game this time around. Um, but 
it, it seemed like that the offensive line was able to get a pretty big push um, in this game. So, you know, yeah. that makes things a lot, a lot easier. And it also means that if you've got the defensive line on the ropes, then you're able to move them around and create those big holes that result in untouched touchdowns. Right. Yeah. They played, like a, team, like, they played like a team that was ready to quit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think uh, like Bobo said, like in the, like after the game that basically, you know, they were overmatched and that's kind of, that's what happens um, like that. And, and he also pointed out, you know, that, well, I think the way he said it was that Georgia shut down everyone except two teams. Um, so, I mean, we've beat everyone except two teams. I don't know that we shut everyone else down, but um, yeah, I mean, just so uh, as someone who likes to run the ball, four running backs over 70 yards, um, that was amazing. And just the everything being balanced. Um, and I guess I would say more like, it, they were uh it, it was more methodical i guess i would say right it wasn't all big chunk plays um balanced sustained drives and something that i didn't realize in the flow of the game uh <laughs> watching it um i actually I, I noticed it on sunday actually dog stats had posted a video like of the entire last drive and i was watching it and i noticed at the start of the drive how much time was left i was like wait a minute is this all one drive so I went back to the drive chart to double check it to make sure that I was right. We got the ball back after their last score. They kicked off. We got the ball with nine minutes and 27 seconds left on the clock in the game. And we ended the game on that drive. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's, the old, that's the old fashioned manhood stealing drive. That, exactly. You know, Which was like the Bobo Rick signature uh, how exactly. to end a game move. <laughs> and like this. Kirby did that too, Bobo. <laughs> the sleeper hold. <laughs> put, uh, put him in the sleeper hold. <laughs> so that was cool. I, I did hate that, like, uh, uh, Edwards had his one touchdown take, you know, wiped off um, in the third quarter. That would have been nice for him to get, you know, have two guys get their first touchdown. Um, mm-hmm. And then he, I mean, he had a chance there late. Um, and he, Kirby could have got him one, but, you know, you, you can end the game, you end the game. Game's over, take a knee. I, I've got no problem with it. Hanging half a yeah. hundred would have been nice, but Kirby and Bobo are tight. Um, I don't know whether that has anything to do with it or not. I, I think. You, I think it absolutely can, did. You think so? You think yeah, absolutely. Maybe if it was Mullen, uh, Kirby's. If it was Mullen, he would have run it, and then he would have gone for two. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's maybe awesome. that's just me. Maybe that's just me, Jim. <laughs> you would have gone for two. <laughs> I would have gone for two on Mullen, and then I would have kicked an onside kick. Uh, yeah i mean and then um i mean daniels you know i obviously didn't have the crazy numbers but i think to me at least showed that like um i don't know the week before wasn't like a fluke or anything like he still looks solid i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna say he was perfect um you know there's definitely room for improvement there's things for him that he can work on um but I can't remember if I, if I was texting this to you or my dad on one of the underthrows um, that he had, but it was like, you know what? Overthrow or underthrow is uh, better than overthrow. <laughs> I guess at this point, like, you know, we, we had so many deep balls overthrown uh, when we had either Mathis or Bennett in the game. Um, and we're not seeing that. I mean, I don't think we've seen him make an overthrow yet. Um, at least not in this game. 
can't remember if they're in the first game or not, but um, have been some underthrows. No underthrow has led to a turnover or anything, though. So, uh, oh, still liking yeah. what I'm seeing out of Daniels. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, that one interception was kind of like a fluke, kind of a fluke interception, too. So, yeah. uh, I think uh, his, his, his quarterback rating is like, is kind of through the roof right now. Had he had enough attempts, like he would probably mm-hmm. be one of the top one of the top quarterbacks in the SEC from a quarterback rating standpoint. But, um, yeah. you know, he was pretty efficient. You know, uh, the the biggest thing that I took away from there are two two big takeaways for me from the offense. Obviously, you know, hats off to the running game, um, offensive line, all that's great to see. And you know, we've kind of we've kind of seen that throughout the season. It's been pretty inconsistent for the running game. Uh, yeah. We've seen the passing game blow up, like, and that's been obviously kind of hit and miss here, especially with a new quarterback getting broken in halfway through the season. But for me, the two biggest things were we we had an offense and we stuck with what worked. Like we basically yeah. ran the ball until they couldn't stop us, and we threw the ball when we needed to, obviously. But like, and just to mix things up, but you know. Yeah. We, we ran the ball. We ran it down their throat. We didn't pull a Cheney and get too cute. You know, when we get down and we ran the ball all the way down to the, down to the five-yard line, and then we started to throw play-action passes to try to punch it mm-hmm. in or whatever. We yeah. didn't pull a Bobo. We didn't pull a Bobo where we were, you know, throwing the ball all day long, and then all of a sudden we started running it or vice versa, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, we stuck with what worked and get, take what the defense gives you. And yeah, that's that to me was the biggest the biggest thing from an offensive standpoint that I like. The one thing that I would like to critique is we started the game with amazing passes to the tight end Trey McKitty, and yeah. that guy I feel like, and I think that they said that on the on the uh, one of the, one of the broadcasts or maybe it was punt and pass I can't remember, but like Trey McKitty has been like really underutilized in, in the yeah. season and. Part of that's obviously with the quarterback woes, but you know he kind of got a. I, I really hope he takes a mulligan uh, and takes advantage of the blanket waiver for an extra year. Yeah. Um, uh, frankly, frankly, a lot of these guys, I feel like that you know they would benefit from sticking around another year to have a quarterback and you know got another five star coming in that can sling the ball pretty good around too. Um, but you know we we came out and we we blazed a trail with a tight end and then we never used them again. That's the one critique that I have from the offense. Um, yeah. From, from the game was that we never used that weapon that clearly was working. Well, yeah. T- yeah. Yeah. I just, I'll just look at, pull up the stats that he had for, on the game. He had two catches for 46 yards and a touchdown. And that was all in the first drive. <laughs> it was on the first drive. I and mean, we never saw him again. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, we, it's, it's, it's madness. And then, and then on the flip side, you had Bobo who was using the tight end all game long. <laughs> It was like he was. It was like he was trolling Georgia fans. Like, hey guys, <laughs> I'm going to throw yeah. the ball to the tight end. Well, I never did that, it when I was there. <laughs> yeah, that Muse kid was good. Um, yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was good. And, yeah, and of course, like you know, uh, I tweeted something along the lines like when they had their first rushing touchdown. I was like, well, of course, now Bobo runs the dang ball. <laughs> of course, now he runs the dang ball. <laughs> <laughs> In Williams, Bryce. Uh, you know, not not with Gurley. Um, <laughs> I, I got to give their offense some some credit because I think like uh, you know our bad on not mentioning uh, Harris, Kevin Harris. Um, he's good, man. Third running back. Uh, he was very good. 
Um, and he's still the SEC's leading rusher uh, in yards. Um, I mean, you say impressive. that, you say that, and yes, he was, but yeah. he still only had he still only had fifty three yards on seventeen carries. Yeah, it, it's yeah, he did. It's weird, right? Like, I guess it wasn't so much the volume. I don't know. He just had some. He had some tough runs, and I, maybe it's just like the nightmare flashback of the. Uh, the fourth and one where we had him in the backfield and he got away. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, we, we stuffed him like for like a three yard loss and then he got away. Um, I don't know. He run, he ran hard. He runs. Hard. I mean, I'll, I'll say this, you know, the, uh, I mean, he definitely, he definitely looked the part when he got the opportunities to, you yeah. know, break through or whatever. Like there was a couple of like really hard fought runs, which, you know, we had several of those too. Like, holy cow, Macintosh coming through. You know, I was I was surprised that Macintosh did so well. I was really, I'm really excited to see Dejan Edwards. Obviously, he was at kind of in the, towards the end of the game, but like after after we had it in hand. But you yeah. know, he's going to be a handful, man. He looked he looked solid out there. But that kind of Zeus was moving the pile too. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of those where like the entire pile was just moving with Susan in the middle of it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then obviously it was good to see James Cook get some, get some, I mean, he was the leading rusher in the game. So, um, anyway, I, I thought that, yes, Kevin Harris looked really solid. And I remember thinking, like, man, this kid's really good. But then you look at his stat yeah. line, it's like, man, he only got yeah. 53 yards. Jeez. Yeah, that is surprising. Down. Yeah, it felt like a lot more. <laughs> It really like did. Like uh, I thought, that was so kind of weird. Even even watching the highlights, even watching the highlights, he was in there. I was like, "Dang, man!" I, I kind of forgot that, that kid was really good during the game. But you look at his stats, yeah. and it's we kind of we kind of really did shut down the the leading rusher for the SEC. So that's yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, I had said before, like that I like Boba's offense. You know, he he runs a good offense. I mean, he he found some things to do uh, on us. I mean, really, like my only gripe on our defense was really just i mean i mentioned the fourth and one um where we kind of let them get away there was some poor tackling so you know for things if you want to nitpick yes. on this game mm-hmm. uh tackling was the was the thing for me i i would agree with that you know there were definitely some opportunities for us to uh shut down some uh some series some you know on third down i think there was a couple times when we had had a guy and then all of a sudden he bounced outside or pushed the pocket or pushed the pile um i mean i do think that there was opportunities for us to get our defense off the field and we didn't take it so there is that and you look at the stats lines and you know Doty actually did better from a you know from a yard standpoint than than daniels did um you know he had better better completion percentage uh, obviously we, we we were just they, they were just overmatched on on, yeah. the, on all fa- on all phases of the game yeah yeah i mean georgia was clearly the superior team um but what was nice about it was that the score showed it at the end because with georgia football that's not our, always the case you know yeah where where like if we had to turn the ball over or threw a couple of picks or something like that, then all of a sudden they're back in it. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yep. The what? The, another, I guess a, I'll say a bright spot on the defense, uh, I would say was Jalen Carter. Um, yeah, that was probably his, yeah. his best game. I would think, I think, 
feel dude, or felt dude like had I a guess. coming out dude had a coming out party for sure yeah yeah he looked really good um you know and like we've been saying uh you know with in the absence of jordan davis which he still didn't play um mm. you know who would step up and uh, I mean, we're, it's it's good getting him him these reps and you know getting this and like you said, kind of coming out party here because I mean, there's no telling. We don't know if Jordan Davis will be back next year, right? Um, so uh, Jalen Carter certainly will be. Um, so I don't know. Get yeah, to, at least you know start grooming that next guy. I mean, we've talked we've talked about guys that really probably could have elevated their draft stock in in this in this season. I think that he is an example of the type of person that obviously has, you know, NFL talent written all over him. And he's probably going to be playing on Sundays, but I do think that because he got hurt, he's probably, his draft stocks probably dropped a good bit. So, um, cause there's just not enough film on him. So I don't know if I were in his shoes, I would probably come back, but I mean, obviously don't know his personal circumstances, but I really hope that he comes back and takes, he's another one of those guys that I think that could really elevate his draft stock with another year, particularly another year with a good quarterback um, on the other side of the ball. Because yeah. like you said, like we've, like we've been saying, you know, it just seems like that we just are missing, missing key pieces. So like, I really hope that a key piece on the defensive line um, can stick around because they got some guys coming in on the recruiting class coming in here from, from a nose tackle perspective that look like they're going to be pretty good, which I don't want, I don't want to talk about recruiting, but I don't know. I, I just, <laughs> I just think that, that he, he would really benefit from, from sticking around for another year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know, anything else on the defense that, that, that hit my notes that I had. Uh, Tyson Campbell got his first interception. Oh, true. How was that his first one? Like, I felt like he had had one. That's, that's crazy. I think, uh, well, I didn't fact check the broadcast. No, 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 announcer. you're right. No, you're yeah, right. Okay. That was his first okay. interception. I think it's because okay. like the, the first game that I remember him getting like extensive playing time was, uh, Missouri in 18. And like, he had a long fumble, re- fumble recovery that he ran back for a touchdown. So I guess that's kind of what's sticking in my mind. But yeah, no, you're right. It was his first pick. That's crazy. Yeah, and he only, he only, he nearly ran the dang thing back. So he was close. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, the the defense played really well. I mean, obviously we shut down the number one rusher in the SEC, um, yep. which seemed to be part of the game plan because, like I said, Doty had a pretty good had a pretty good outing. We kind of basically made them made him beat us. Uh, right. And he couldn't do it. So right. the, I think the game plan was pretty solid on the defensive side. And obviously when you're running the ball, grinding it down the opposing defense for so long, uh, I didn't look, I didn't actually look at this, but like, what was the actual time? The time how, of possession? How, yeah. What was the time of possession? It was, so it was more even than I thought it would have been. Cause that was something that I looked up um, cause I was going to say that we dominated time possession because that's what it felt like, but we didn't. Um, so we had the ball for 31 minutes and nine seconds and they had it for 28 minutes and 51 seconds. Wow. So, yeah. And it was pretty like, like by quarter um, like one team. So the third quarter was the closest time of possession, but otherwise like one team dominated it. So we mm. dominated the first and fourth quarter. At, at over nine minutes possession and with them at, you know, five something. And then second quarter was the opposite. So they, they had the ball, which I guess kind of makes sense, right? Like that's when they made their, their little mini run 
uh, did their mm-hmm. 10 points. Um, yeah. And then the third quarter, uh, they had it eight and a half minutes and we had six and a half minutes roughly. Um, yeah. It felt yeah, like we it, had it more though. I guess it's because yeah. of that. It just also just the way the game ended with that nine minute drive. That was so awesome. <laughs> every, every, yeah. The, yeah. Well, the fourth quarter drive was pretty phenomenal. I mean, that was like a work of art, but um, yeah. yeah, I think that uh, it felt like, it felt like we were controlling the ball. It felt like we basically kept them off the field. Um, the other thing that it felt like was that every third down that, that came up, it just felt like that we were always going to convert it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we did, I mean, basically 80%, I think is what we were. Yeah. Eight out of 10 on, uh, on third down. So, and we kept them at four, four and 13, which like I said, I think that had we had a couple of other like stops on third down, that they yeah. did did get it could have been a lot uglier, um, but yeah, solid solid performance from the defense overall. Even though it's not like a, you know, we didn't shut them out or anything like that. So right, but it was a solid it was a solid outing. I think that this is the kind of performance. Um, I, I think that this is the kind of outing that we could probably expect from an offense that's going to put up you know 40, 30 points a game. You're going to get scored on a little bit. You're going to get opportunities yeah. for people to get yards and i think that's what people are talking about when they you know when they say that alabama's turned the corner like their defense kind of looked very similar frankly i feel like the, the mm-hmm. that we looked like against south carolina the only difference is that they make teams like you know they make better teams look that way right uh, or they take teams that we kind of little like let like you said let hang around and they'll just flat out pull a 45 to 16 game on them. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, no, for sure. Hey, uh, I think it's safe to say that we kind of questioned it last week. We played two halves this game. We did play two halves. So there you go. (laughs) It was a complete game. Um, Absolutely. There there it is. And we we didn't really hit on the special teams yet. I don't know if that's next on your notes or not, but. I was going to say all three phases uh, we hit on. Yeah, exactly. So at some point, Kyrus Jackson is going to get a run back, right? Like Uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen at some point because you can see like he was, he was so close to busting that punt return. And frankly, he was pretty close to taking a kickoff out, which he, he fielded it from the, from the end zone, which we're like, and he took it all the way out to almost like the 30 or 40 yard line or something like that. But anyway, I had he's a, gonna no, take... a no, no, yes moment. No, no, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those, it's like the, the thing you said about Stetson. Like it's one of those moxie things. <laughs> right, exactly. He's got, he's got a lot of moxie when he runs it, you know, 40 yards out of the end zone, but he gets tackled at the 15 yard line. He looks like a moron. Right, right, exactly. But yeah, there and then uh, – so this is an amazing stat that we only had one punt the entire game. Um, but it I was – yeah. yeah, so one punt by Kamarda, 50 yards to the right, uh, as we noticed from Kevin Butler. Uh, <laughs> he kicks it to the <laughs> straight ahead or to the right, he booms it. Uh, and so we did that this game, so that was nice. That's, that's so funny that, they, that he noticed that. Yeah. So yeah. I guess I guess we just won't be kicking it to the left anymore. Which exactly. maybe 
Maybe, maybe, maybe he listens to the Bulldog Brunch or whatever. Maybe, he, maybe, that one. <laughs> maybe he does. <laughs> he, doesn't listen to, he doesn't listen to my guy to podcast, but he listens to he listens Bulldog to Brunch. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, and then I, I, I got the other thing, like, uh, you know, early in the season, we were debating what do we call Pod Lesney. Uh, there was the Hot Pod, um, but you didn't like Hot Pod. And so I'll, I'll give credit to Chase Kelly. Uh, Chance Dog nineteen on Twitter. Um, he he wants to call him Jackpot, and his reasoning was like you know, hot you know hot rod like it makes sense right. He's Rodrigo Rod Hot Rod like that's the pun. And he was like yeah. Jackpot or, or or um saying Hot Pod like that doesn't make sense like it's not a good pun. And he was saying you know go from Jackpot to Jackpot that would actually make sense. So I was like, huh, that makes sense. <laughs> I actually really enjoy that one. Jackpot. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So now, so you had asked, could we come up with a new name? We didn't come up with it, but Chase did. So we're going to roll with that. So he's now known as, as Jackpot. <laughs> he also, he also comes with a, he comes with a little bit more oomph behind him because he's putting on the t-shirts. <laughs> well, yeah, the guy knows how to come with a slogan. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Um, I did get a text from my, my, my buddy, Brad. Uh, he was, you know, he was talking about that. We always say uh, Munsoning and he wanted to add a, a word to the lexicon of my guy. Yeah. Oh no. So, are we going to, we have a lexicon now? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. So he, he wanted to offer it up, offer up the term Munkening. Munkening. Okay. Uh, and hold on. I got to pull up his text. To make sure that I say this right. Why can't I find it? Okay, he said, Jim, new term for you, monketing. When you think going into a game, the one aspect of the game is so good, passing game, uh, for this past game, but it's the exact opposite when the game starts. <laughs> <laughs> We're monkeying. Hey man, uh, if that's a sign, if that's a sign that he will take his natural tendency and Right, pivot yeah. it on a dime and stick with right. it until someone proves that they can stop it. I'll, I'll, I'll be good to go, man. Like, yeah, it, it it really is nice to see again, just like do what works, and if it's working, continue to do it. Do have some balance, keep everything honest. I mean, and that's I thought I feel like that was it to perfection. This game, it's it it so perfect. weird. It's so weird. Just. <laughs> Do what works. What is this know. sorcery? Ah. <laughs> this isn't rocket uh, science. <laughs> right, right. Uh, cool. Um, oh, you got you got anything else? Uh, no, it was a it was a wonderful wonderful victory. The war chickens. We didn't we didn't have to hear that screeching chicken sound. Although, uh, I, I, yeah, we didn't have to hear it a lot. I heard it. I heard it on the TV. I did hear did it a you? couple of times. Yeah, I heard it a couple of times. But it wasn't, you know, it, what the game wasn't going their way enough to hear it, you know, to the point where it well, got super annoying. They usually they usually do it after every touchdown and all that kind of stuff, so you right, don't have to hear right. it too bad. So exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I I did have a. I'll, I'm gonna give a like a one minute basketball note before we drop. Basketball so, note. And this spans a couple of things. One, the Lady Dogs beat Georgia Tech, so uh, that's like the only sport we're playing tech in this fall is women's basketball and that, Lady Dogs. that means that means we run the state we run the state yet exactly. again <laughs> correct um 
And then on the men's side, uh, Georgia Tech is actually 0-2 on the season. They lost, and their losses are to Georgia State and Mercer. So Georgia Tech men's basketball does not run this state uh, whatsoever. <laughs> um, and Tony Waller actually tweeted tonight that, uh, so apparently Georgia State and Mercer are playing tonight. Um, and he was saying, like, whoever wins the game gets to take over Tech's, like, arena. <laughs> they get to play there now. That's funny. Uh, um, and then our men's basketball team is 1-0. So uh, they had their first game got canceled. The second game ended up being scheduled to a different opponent, uh, but they won that opener over Florida Atlantic. Uh, it's funny, like, when we talked about them a little bit, um, I was like, you know, it's Severe Wheeler and Tamani Kamara and a bunch of transfers. I didn't mention Ty Fagan, and he uh, looked really good, and it was actually SEC uh, Basketball Player of the Week. So that was nice to see. So there's my mm-hmm. there's my ba- there's my basketball minute. Uh, well, thank you for that. Yes, you're welcome. I'll take I'll take everything that we can get when we can say that we beat Georgia Tech on this year. Right. Okay. Mercer beat Georgia State tonight, so Mercer gets to play their home games at Georgia Tech now because nice. <laughs> the de facto they run, they, they don't run the state, team. but exactly they don't run the state, but they run Atlanta now apparently. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. From Macon. From Macon. All righty. Well, yeah, so the first ever Bow Bowl, we don't know if there will ever be another one. Um, we'll see. Um, Hopefully we see both both of these. Uh, you, know, well, you, you assume that they'll be soon to be uh, former South Carolina head coaches. Um, I, I, would lo- I would love to see both of them as, as analysts at the University of Georgia, but – yeah. I, don't, I don't. I don't make such decisions. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that that would that would be nice. I'm all I'm all in on that as well. Should that opportunity arise. All right, man. We'll put a bow on the bow bowl, and uh, we'll <laughs> How long uh, you get wait back to say that. <laughs> <laughs> However long we've been recording. <laughs> put a bow on the bow bowl. Bow on the bow bowl, and we'll uh, we'll get back together to talk, Andy. Yes, sir. Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs>